Welcome to the True Me podcast with your host, Nicole M. Nicole is an experienced business person with over 25 years of corporate success. She founded True Me Coaching in 2012, and she now helps corporations and individuals around the world to achieve authentic success and lasting happiness. Nicole provides warm guidance with a genuine program designed to enlighten and inspire. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Nicole M. Thank you so very much for joining me again in this self-empowering podcast. I hope you are having a great journey that will lead you to feel stronger and more aware of yourself. So to continue this path, today I will talk about our health, focusing mainly on our physical body. At the most basic level, when we talk about our body, it's all about our physical body. That said, that notion includes other aspects of the body that might not seem immediately obvious. These aspects include your physical appearance. This is how you look from a general perspective. It includes your height, your weight, and other markers that define your body at a very basic level. Nevertheless, there is also another aspect which we can call the body type. Our body type can inform what foods we eat, what activities help us to feel our best, and can even relate to our personality types. Do you know what your body type is? Maybe it's important for you to find out. Another aspect that is revealed by the physical body is your body image. This is how you mentally perceive your physical body and the things about it that you like or dislike. How do you see yourself? Do you think others perceive you in one way or another? And what impact does it have to your personality? to your feelings, to your everyday. So, we talk about feelings. That's another important aspect. How does your body feel? This can be physical sensations, such as pain, or it can be related to the mind, such as feeling physically tired, or on the contrary, energetic. Is your body feeling tight? Do you feel pain anywhere? How flexible do you feel? Another aspect can be body movement. This includes exercise, of course, but it also includes flexibility movement, like stretching and yoga, uh, like a mindful movement, like dancing. Okay, so how do you move your body? Is your body fit and how do you care for it through exercise? How does your body move through space? And finally, there is another aspect which we call body mechanics. This includes how strong your body is when it moves and how in alignment it is when moving. It also includes how intentional you are in your movements. Is your body well balanced or does it move awkwardly? Are certain parts stronger than others? Or do you feel that the way you move is strong and aligned? Of course, the external aspects of our bodies aren't the only thing to consider but we also need to pay attention to our internal bodies. This just means that we tune in to what's happening on the inside of our bodies. So another thing you can be thinking here is how do you feel about your body? These are the thoughts you have when you notice how wonderful you feel, or they can include the moment when you judge the way you look. Do you spend a lot of time criticizing your body and wishing you could change it? In the same way, the things you say about your body are very, very important. 
This includes those moments when you say things to yourself that judge aspects of your body. Maybe you are feeling frustrated with how your pants feel, and so you say something unkind to your body. What do you say to yourself when you are noticing your body? We call this body talk, and if it is negative, it can be damaging to our physical wellness. Another thing is how in tune you are with your body's internal processes. This includes how aware you are of your body's pain and pleasure signals. It also includes interpreting those signals so that you know how to create more balance for your body. Do you feel pain, discomfort, or satisfaction, calmness inside your body? Do you know what the body signals mean? They can often tell us what needs to be balanced in our lives and physical wellness practices. I know you know this, but I need to say it. The body, like everything else in life, is a mirror of our inner thoughts and beliefs. Our body is always talking to us. We just need to take the time to listen. Every cell within our body responds to every single thought we think and every word we speak. Thus, it is possible that we create every so-called illness in our body. If you are sick, then you should want to do more than just go to the doctor and have him or her give you a chemical to take care of the symptoms. Your body is telling you that something you're doing isn't good for it. You need to learn more about health. The more you learn, the easier it is to take care of your body. You don't want to choose to feel like a victim. If you do, you will just be giving your power away. You could go to a health food store and pick up one of the many good books that teach you how to keep yourself healthy. Or you could see a nutritionist and have a healthy diet created for you. But whatever you do, create a healthy, happy mental atmosphere. Be a willing participant in your own health plan. If you want to create better health in your body, there are definitely some things you must not do. You must not engage in negative thoughts or talks towards your body for any reason. Your cells are very aware of every thought you have. Think of your body as a servant that is working as hard as it can to keep you in perfect health no matter how you treat it. And another important thing to know is that your body knows how to heal itself. I think this is amazingly important. If you feed it healthy food and beverages, give it exercise and sufficient sleep, and think thoughts that are empowering to you, then its work is easy, because the cells are working in a happy, healthy environment. However, if you are sitting all the time, feed your body junk food, and you don't sleep well, or are stressed or unfulfilled all of the time, then the cells in your body are working at a disadvantage. They are in a negative, challenging environment. If this is the case, it's not wonder that your body isn't as healthy as you would like it to be. Another thing I want you to understand is that you will never create good health by talking or thinking about your illness. Good health comes from love and appreciation. You want to put as much love into your body as you possibly can. Talk to it and stroke it in loving ways. If there is a part of your body that's ailing, then you want to treat it as you would a sick little child. Tell it how much you love it and that you are doing everything you can to help it get well quickly. 
Continuous modes of thinking and speaking produce body behaviors and postures, and consequently health or illness. The person who has a permanent angry face didn't produce that by having a happy, loving thought. Older people's faces and bodies so clearly show a lifetime of thinking patterns. So, I invite you to think about this. How will you look when you are elderly? Is this the way you want to look? Learn to accept that your life is not a series of random events, but a pathway of awakening. If you live every day in this way, you will never grow old. You will just keep growing. You and only you have the ability to customize your own life cycle. So change your thinking now and get going. You are here for a very important reason and everything you need is available to you. You can choose to think thoughts that create a mental condition that contributes to illness or you can choose to think thoughts that create a healthy environment both within you and around you. If you were to view illness as an opportunity, then when you get sick, you can ask yourself, okay, what can I learn from this disease? What do I need to look at first? Studies show that from a group of cancer patients, the long-term survivors were the ones who began to pay attention to their feelings. As they expressed their emotions, made wise choices and became more spiritual, their bodies benefited. The physical changes were the side effects of an altered life. Physicians call the most dramatic healings spontaneous remissions. It is of utmost importance that we learn from those people where remissions take place. We need to learn from people who recover and people who stay healthy. Of course, a more positive way to call those remissions is self-induced healing, because it's much more motivating for the rest of us. If you are ill or facing adversity, you can begin to heal yourself by following the paths others have followed. Like forgive yourself and others, live with hope, faith and love, and watch the results in your life and in the lives of those you touch. Remember that success and healing refers to what you do with your life, not how long you avoid death. So, to make this discussion more tangible, What approach should you take to your illness? I have three words of advice. Accept, retreat, and surrender. Those three words might be scaring if you are an inexperienced warrior going to battle. But I can tell you that others who have employed these tactics have won great victories. So first, you need to accept your situation if you want to be empowered to change it. I don't mean you need to accept any particular outcome of a disease, but you need to accept that the disease exists in your life and you are a participant. Once you accept that the disease or other misfortune has become a part of your life, you can marshal your forces to eliminate or alter it. If you avoid thinking about it, on the other hand, deny it or feel hopeless, you cannot play a part in changing it and your life. So, accepting the situation does not mean accepting someone else's prediction about what will happen to you. No one knows what your future will be. Do not accept that you must die in three or six months because someone's statistics say you will. You are better off denying your illness completely 
than accepting a prediction that sounds like a death sentence. The best course, though, is accepting that you have a problem and you need to deal with it. When I say now retreat, I don't mean withdrawing in the face of a more powerful opponent. For me, a retreat means withdrawing to a quiet place where I can be aware of my thoughts and feelings. The quiet place may be anywhere. The source of true peace and quiet are inside me. In my retreat, I withdraw from all the demands of life, but at the same time, I am fully alive to myself and my loved ones. And do you not always need to retreat alone? You can retreat with those who are close to you so that you can join forces and prepare to take on life when your retreat is over. When you return, you must be ready to fight for your lives. When you have accepted, retreated, and prepared yourself to fight, then you are ready to surrender. Again, you do not surrender to outcomes, but to events. We waste so much energy fighting the nature of life. What I'm suggesting here is that you flow with it. Accept the nature of life and surrender to it. When you do, you will have peace. When our energy is restored, we stop fighting things we cannot control and we can start building our lives. Surrender is not about doing nothing. It is about doing the right things for us. So let's keep learning more about our bodies so that you can be supported to stop the fighting and move towards the building of a better reality. My philosophy says that our health and well-being is affected by all areas of our life. Beyond the food we eat, there are many other factors that affect our overall wellness. We can't just look at health in a vacuum, rather we need to look at the whole picture. Having a 360 degree perspective when you look at yourself will help you to see how one area of your life may be affecting another area. This interconnection between all parts of ourselves is truly a holistic approach to wellness. It reminds us that we are whole beings with a variety of influences upon our being. We are also not just physical beings. We have multiple facets to ourselves. When we change one area of our life, we often see that other areas change. When we struggle in one area, we often see a different impact upon another area. Knowing how everything is connected, we can better prepare ourselves for creating more balanced and lasting changes. This also points to the fact that we are all unique and have unique needs. What works for one person may not work for another, simply because one element of their life is different. Just to convince you a bit more about this, uh, let me tell you that in 1956, Dr. Roger J. Williams published a book called Biochemical Individuality. At the time, it was quite groundbreaking because he introduced a new theory that debunked some ideas that at the time were traditional and accepted by everyone. Williams conducted his own studies on patients to demonstrate that each person is unique when it comes to their anatomy. He stated that uh, while the same physical mechanism and the same metabolic processes are operating in all human bodies, the structures are sufficiently diverse and the sum total of all the reactions taking place in one's individual's body may be very different from those taking place in the body of another individual, even if they have the same sex, the same age and body size. He showed that different drugs affect people differently. 
He also further developed his theory to show that nutrition also affects people differently. Taking this philosophy a step further, we can say that not only do people have unique nutritional needs based on their biochemical makeup, they also have unique lifestyle factors which affect their overall health. All areas of a person's life play a part in their well-being and are worth examining on the path to wellness. Understanding these intersections can help you design a wellness plan that works for you. That rather than trying one way of eating or a particular lifestyle that you read about, you can work to determine what works best for you given your nutritional needs. And let me share with you another idea. Our body on a symbolic layer represents alignment. So, some questions you can ask yourself to explore how you feel about this idea are What does alignment mean to you? How does your internal world match your physical world? How aligned are you internally with what you desire externally? Does your external reality match up with your internal intentions? Are there any unexplained physical manifestations that may be related to being out of alignment? Our body often shows symptoms related to being out of alignment in some way. For example, a person might have a lower back pain if they are experiencing stress about their finances, uh, their jobs, their relationships, etc. Whenever you examine your body, having this idea in mind, as it is more abstract, I want you to ask yourself if any part of you is resisting this idea. If your body is out of balance, alignment is affected. So what part of you is resisting this idea? It is a simple question, but it can trigger us to look deeper at why we might be out of alignment in the element of body. Remember that a 360 approach to our body means that we don't just take a pill to fix our pain. Though we might, but we look at each of the elements to really understand from a holistic perspective what is happening both inside and outside and how we can support our body. Our bodies are the vessel through which we experience the world, but they are also more intricate and complicated in the ways that we relate to them and interpret our lives through them. Wellness offers an opportunity to address all aspects of our bodies, both the physical health and symbolic representation of our lives. Our body alignment is significant in creating total health and wellness. So, what I'm saying here, it's definitely important to focus on eating well and exercising. But that's not all there is to wellness. To be truly healthy and experience well-being, we must address all areas of our lives. We have to look at the areas of our lives in which we have stress. Then work to decrease that stress and find balance. Only then we can thoroughly create alignment in our bodies. Our bodies don't just become physical representations of the quality of our nutrition and exercise. You can see how stressful and challenging someone's life is by the way they walk and sit and the energies they put out as they move through the world. You can feel the effects of the things you are struggling with by how much your chronic pain is bothering you or by the lack of well-being expressed on your face or on your thoughts. You might also feel how well your life matches up with your desired life by how aligned you feel in your body. 
the body holds the keys to uncovering the things in our lives that need attention the most. By tuning in, we can better understand what is going on in our minds at the subconscious level. You might struggle to really understand why you feel the way you do, but by spending time deeply embodied, you might find insights and clues that you won't find from the external world. Your body is wise and willing to help you towards even better levels of wellness. So let me give you some ways to try to begin to create more bodily alignments so you can deepen your well-being. First of all, I will say try to create an embodiment practice. Our culture spends way too much time in our heads. We value logic, reason and thinking over almost all other qualities. Our jobs are very brain-centric and our social system is set up to prefer using our minds almost exclusively. So, we get out of touch with our bodies and don't understand how to interpret what our bodies are trying to communicate. We develop pain and even more disconnection. An embodiment practice is one path that can help you get back to being in touch with your body. It can be any type of movement that works best for you. It could be yoga, tai chi, slow gentle movements, They are all great options for practicing embodiment. The key is to do something that engages your body, pulls you out of your mind and pushes you into just feeling your body. This can be pretty uncomfortable mentally and maybe a bit physically, especially if you're used to letting your chatty mind run wild. But stick with it and you will find the benefits are out of this world. You will feel a greater sense of peace and calm. Your body will feel more alive and awake. And you will know how to tune into your body in a better way, so as to find out what it needs throughout the day. Another way will be to start a regular mindfulness practice. To go with embodiment is deepening your experience of being out of your mind and into your body through mindfulness. While yoga and Tai Chi can help create space for mindfulness, you don't need to be moving to get deep into these healthy spaces. Mindfulness is a perfect place to meditate on your body and relearn how to listen to it again. You can start with short sessions of quiet or try out a guided visualization specifically about drawing your consciousness into your body. If you want to try this, there is one meditation in our site www.trueme.co for you to look at. I will suggest at this point that you should be patient and stick with the process. After your practice is well established, you will see all kinds of wonderful health benefits. Plus, you will start to have movements of wisdom that help you know how to direct your life towards more well-being. Another idea is for you to journal about alignment in your life. Writing down your thoughts in a mindfulness practice sort of way can be really helpful for uncovering how you truly feel. Ask yourself some hard questions about your life. For instance, do you say what you mean? Do you do what you say you are going to do? Are your relationships in alignment with who you are inside? Do issues in your life, such as your finances or career, align with who you want to be? Are you engaging in behaviors that are red flags that something is off, like 
over drinking, overeating, insomnia, avoidance when things matter, etc. Of course, this doesn't need to be all in one journal session. It's a good idea to let yourself gently explore your mind, heart and body through these questions, picking up sensations, intuitions and nagging feelings. Trust yourself to know how to help yourself heal. Be brave. Be brave enough to face the things you are avoiding, if it feels like the right time to do so. Heal the things that you know you are ready to heal. Your journal is a great place to start uncovering these healing journeys. Another idea will be to commit to self-care. We have a tendency to get really busy and then avoid taking care of ourselves. I know I am guilty of it. We run ourselves rage, racing here and there, never really slowing down to find out what we need. When we do this, we tune out physical pain and symptoms. We ignore relationship issues. We keep our minds busy so we don't have to face the struggles. When you commit to caring for yourself, however, you commit to slowing down enough to check in often. Show up for yourself. Take the time to eat well. Engage in daily movement. Get enough sleep. Attend healthcare appointments and share quality time with people you love. Life is never perfect, which means we don't have to wait until it is to start doing wonderful things for ourselves. So, commit today to slow down, to listen to your body, trust your intuition and take care of yourself. Become your own best friend. Creating alignment in your life means creating alignment in your body. The reverse is also true. When you focus on more alignment and well-being, you will create a happier life and healthier body. You will feel more joy, peace and calmness. Life will feel easier and you will feel more confident in it. You are worth this kind of care and it's never too late to get started. Tune into your body, find out what it's telling you, then do the work needed to heal. So, this is all for today. We have just scratched the surface of this huge, fascinating subject. I hope you have found this helpful and that it inspires you to start paying attention in a different way to what your body is saying. As I said to a friend of mine very recently, life is a journey of growth. We are here to learn more and more about ourselves and that is what makes it so exciting. Otherwise, it's a hollow experience. So don't be afraid to discover new things about yourself, about your body and about your mind. So, I will see you next time. Until then, be well. Thank you for listening to the True Me podcast. For more information on Nicole and True Me coaching, head to trueme.co. If you would like to request a personal or corporate session, you can send an email to nicole at trueme.co anytime.